What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Bounce by Slab Talk. You got me, Amil Sarfani, uh, and our co-host, Rob Gerard. We've got a really fun episode for you planned today. We're going to be talking about uh, how we engage with the hobby right now, getting into the nitty-gritty of how we actually enjoy this thing, uh, talking less necessarily about the market and the numbers, which we focused on a, a little bit more of the last few weeks, uh, and more about the hobby and how we get to enjoy it and where our, where we're finding our hobby, I guess, joy. Uh, let's bring in Rob. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Amil, Amil, what is going on, my friend? You are looking good as always. I mean, you don't age a bit, man. Oh, he's got Ooh. the fresh cut and everything. Fresh cut. Just got it at 430. Shout out, Edwin, my barber. Love the dude. Love it, man. Love it. I tell you what, man. Um, The good thing, you know, because you have to find as many good things as you can or you'll cry about going, you know, bald or losing your hair like in your 30s is the fact that, man, let me tell you, I just save on a lot of haircuts, man. Like, like I don't bick it. I've I've yet to ever bick it, but I usually go down to about a one and, you know, every two to three days, you know, I give myself a fresh cut. I'm I'm good (laughs) to go. And. I, you know, I've saved thousands over the years on mill. Be very jealous on mill. Do you just measure that stuff in, in terms of how many cards you can buy with one haircut? Absolutely. If I don't get four haircuts. That's, that's a card. <laughs> exactly. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. I am uh, currently living in that fear, by the way, of losing all my hair and going white. So it's, it's, it's happening. The, I don't even want to, I have literally pictures in my phone. It's hilarious. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have pictures in my phone of me trying to take a shot yeah. of the top of, of like the crown of my head to see how badly I'm balding. And I was looking through my camera roll the other day and I was like, ah, yeah, that's because you can't see the top of your head. Yeah, no, man, you can't. And you know what? I think so. I think around like the age of like 25. I remember just like being in the shower and just starting to like see like little, you know, strands of hair in my hand. And I'm like, huh, I didn't really think much of it, you know, and then by about 31, I think I was, I said, um, you know, I'm going to start preemptively shaving my head. I'm just going to, I'm going to get out ahead of it. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like holding on. I don't want to be rocking a comb over. I don't, you know, I mean, obviously I wouldn't be rocking a comb over like a, a poindexter or anything, but there's still ways to like, be obviously struggling with it you know i'm i'm i always used to wear hats too so it's like i could easily just wear hats but it's so weird because like once i started really shaving my head i actually stopped wearing hats too because i almost didn't want to be perceived as trying to cover it so i was like <laughs> Dude, i'm just gonna fully embrace this thing and i just started shaving my head down like a one or a two you know and um and i've never looked back man you know it's, it's great <laughs> You because you can still you can still play with the facial hair, man. And you rock the beard, so it's like, you know, so you still have plenty to work with there. I <laughs> dude, I don't want to go bald right now. I have too many weird bumps on my head. So uh, uh well listen, it is what it is, man. It 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 happens to the best of us, my friend. Okay. It happens to the best of us. So um Oh, well, I'm going to follow in your footsteps. Those are not horrible shoes to fill, I guess, but um, thank you. Hopefully thank you. not too soon. Um, yeah, any- no. All right. Since the last time we've talked, the Warriors won. The NBA finals are over. Steph Curry's a champion. They're all champions. Uh, what's up, man? What do you think about the whole series? Give me your little, give me your little spiel on, on the NBA finals 2022. Um, the, I think just the playoffs in general this year were 
pretty underwhelming, you know, underwhelming. Um, but you know what, though? I think that that might, if it shifted in this direction, don't get me wrong, the game, a lot of the games weren't as competitive, so that kind of sucked. But I, I do like the idea of other teams starting to emerge and they're not just not being this one dominant team that's just bulldozing you know it's just like their their thing to lose um so i do like the idea and i know that you know warriors are dynasty i think you could probably chalk them up as that but still i don't think they were the favorite at the beginning of the season not many people were picking them you know and uh so the fact that we really didn't know what was going to happen i thought that was kind of cool yeah, this season was really interesting for that reason. Um, nobody, even though the Phoenix Suns were at, atop the West by a mile the whole season, you, you, nobody. I don't. I don't feel like there was a full buy into the Phoenix Suns. I know some people obviously bought into the fact that they were so so dominating. You know, the regular season, but uh, they definitely. You know, CP3 team that was a sad go for CP3 again. I, I think there's a lot of interesting storylines. Um, for me, I'm glad Steph won. Uh, I think that's uh, exciting. I love Steph. Uh, I think he's great. I love that he's been on one team for his entire career. That's very uh, Tim Duncan-esque. Here we go. Here oh, we yeah, go. Well, minute mark. 546. I got to 546. Love um, it. You know what, though? Let me tell you something, and 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 it's partially because of you, but... I am I, I am starting to see more and more Tim Duncan love. And I think it's because every time as Curry continues to win and stay relevant, I think people are going to continue to debate these top 10 of all time lists. And Duncan is tends to be ahead of Kobe on most of these. It seems like it seems like Duncan consistently occupies eight through ten which is good luck following any player that is ever going to <laughs> crack that top 10. I mean, Curry arguably could be in that top 10, but I don't know if I'd put him there. That's, it's just That's all the debate shows this week. Is Curry top 10? Like yeah. that that's the topic. Yeah. Um, I uh <laughs> a little funny aside, I went on Cajun Cardboards podcast yesterday. Oh. Um, shout out to Brian great yep. dude at Cajun cardboard. He's got a cool podcast uh, and a YouTube show. Give him a, give him a follow. But I went on his podcast and it was a lot of fun. We did a little like 15 minute five question thing. Um, and he started off the episode by being like, you're the one. And you could tell he was thinking, he goes, you're the one and only Spurs fan. I know. I don't, I look, I got, I got to represent. There's we got, I got to be loud because there's not enough of us being loud, you know? Listen, man. You're not going to forget about Timmy. I'm telling you, he was a quiet assassin. The man uh, did his job. He came to work and he dominated. And uh, people are going to forget because it wasn't flashy. So I got to remind people. Listen, there's a great point to be made there. But what I would say is he is consistently on almost everyone's top 10 of all time list. And if you look at the players that are on that list, those players don't really shuffle around. So I think it's safe to say that Tim Duncan's spot in that top 10 is forever solidified. And definitely really higher than Kobe. Okay. I don't, I don't, I've had too many Lakers fans in, in, in my life who argue with me about this. Uh, I just want to say it loud and clear. Look, all the respect for Kobe, but I think Tim Duncan was better. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, we can move on because I could talk. I could talk Tim Duncan the rest of the show. Uh, but uh, I, 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 Celtics. Uh, the turnovers were the story for them. Um, I, you could tell that the offense stalled. They couldn't rely on the bench. Listen, forget play. them. I think that was the, that was the story for them. Yes, but that was the story for Tatum, man. For him to have a hundred turnovers this postseason. Did you see the meme um, of his head uh, put on Wilt Chamberlain's body, holding up the one hundred sign? No, I didn't see it. Oh my god! Because you know that iconic Wilt Chamberlain, yeah. him holding up the one hundred sign when he scored a hundred points. It's Tatum. So, how do you feel about Tatum? You like off Tatum? You were still on Tatum? Would you right. buy Tatum card if listen, I, all of a sudden were cheap enough? Listen, I think we're gonna have to see what his cards do this off season, but I think I'm still on him. The thing is, though. Right. He's been in the league now five years. The window, as crazy as this sounds, I'm, I'm just going to say it like this. The window for his market going to the moon is closing. I'm not saying that his window to win is closing. Hear me out. OK, because a player reaches a certain point in his career where he's no longer a prospect. And now he's just kind of like he is what he is kind of thing. and that the the whole idea of prospecting and what a guy could be really tends to be what drives the prices and drives the market if you're not sure about that look at what mac jones is going for right now right mac jones cards are are like breaking records and and they're just can they continue to be just hot as fire and it's like the guy really hasn't done anything so when his prices are 50x what Peyton Manning is and 50x what Drew Brees you know it's just like and I know it's kind of apples to oranges but it's not yeah I think you get the point though if it's a it's a great point and uh, I have not thought about it like that but I uh, totally understand what you're trying to say because when prospect when when guys go from prospecting into like been in like Bradley Beal right like at some point you become Bradley Beal which is awesome but the potential you're not no longer trading on potential which if you're prospecting that's what you want and that's pretty much all you want like that's where the money is made right 100 percent. so i love what you the way you phrased it is 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 very smart at some point people are going to start judging tatum not on what he can be but what he's already done and when that happens you're no his prices no longer have the ability to like skyrocket the way uh, a younger prospect like a Ja or a, a, a Zion or a Luca could potentially do right. Fast, it's, it's I see what, exactly what you're saying. Even though the prime of Jason Tatum maybe doesn't oh. even start until 27, you exactly. know, like that's when most guys are starting to hit their prime and they kind of play from a 27 to 34, and they're just like that's if you're going to dominate, that's when you're going to dominate for the most part. Uh, and so he hasn't even hit that. He's still two or three years away. So. It's fascinating what you're saying. Do you think he at least has a couple more years in the window? How long does he have in the window? So in terms of how long is his window going to be open to be able to make that prospecting kind of money, I would probably say no more than three years. I would say maybe two, okay? Because once you reach that point, right, once he reaches the point of being in the league seven years, if he does not have a ring and if you're buying Tatum, 
you better be buying him for the long haul, meaning you better plan on holding for probably another 10 years until he retires because you're planning on thinking he's really going to, you know, his career is definitely going to do what it does. At some point, the the luster and the, the wax wears off of the brand new car, and now you're just left with the car. Uh, it's fascinating. So the first thing that comes to my mind when I'm thinking about this is like Giannis, his transition from potential to he performed. And so like his is very interesting because he went from potential, which is what he was trading on, you know, maybe a few years ago or whatever, assuming that the market was the same. Obviously the market was not the same, but Giannis was one of the first guys that started his card market started heating up crazy fast. Like the way I remember it is listening to people like Gary, we talk about Giannis's cards being undervalued. Uh, and it, that was when I remember like the boom starting, you know, is like when Giannis's cards kind of took off. Um, and then he actually does end up winning the back-to-back MVPs, the defensive player of the year and the championship and the finals MVP. Uh, and so now his cards have gone from potential to now everybody knows the ceiling for Giannis. It's, greatest of all time so no longer can you trade on that potential right like that's now known he's now proven it and given him a shot at it it's definitely and Giannis is definitely a great example of that I mean the thing is so his rookie year is what 2013 so he's been in the league I think he's played nine full seasons now so if he didn't have that ring or if he didn't have you know that championship ring I mean you he could still have the two MVPs if he did not have that championship ring I would imagine that his prices would have likely took a severe dip market crash aside. I think that his market would have taken a severe dip because it would have been like this guy already had at least one or two championships baked into his prices. He hasn't won after nine years. He's probably not going to be the guy. We have all these other guys that are looking really good that we love to put money into. Um, whether if it's Luca, if it's Trey Young, if it's Tatum, if it's John Morant. Um, so th- the hobby does kind of move on. But yes, I agree. I think Giannis is kind of in that conversation for maybe can he crack top 10 of all time? I mean, the fact, though, that he was ranked, what, I think 17th on the top 100 list is insane to me. And I had Chris from Card Ladder on my pod a few months back and 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 he was we were talking about how he's probably arguably the only guy in the top 20 that could either move up or move down like significantly like if he doesn't win anything else he could easily drop to 25 mm. but if he goes on and he figures out a way to win two more titles and maybe one more mvp he might be able to hit 11 10 so there's still a lot to be said about Giannis, I think. Yeah, and if you're going to put any if you're going to put money on any one guy right now being the face of the next dynasty, it's got it would be Giannis, right? I mean, I think the only two players in that discussion are probably Giannis and Luka right now. Zion, like Zion at, was in that potential discussion. He was very very young, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I tell you Luka's prices are high um but the thing is like Giannis, like his 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 high-end stuff is his top one percent stuff good luck getting into that i mean you look at his national treasure you know rpas i mean they're they're quarter million dollar cards those are quarter million dollar cards so it's like 
good luck. So I think it, the question does kind of become, and this is what Tatum was, I think, at the beginning of this year. So I'm not sure really what that Tatum market is going to do in the next 12 months or so. But the fact that I was able to pick up a flawless RPA out of 10 of Tatum earlier this season for 7500 a PSA 9, I mean, that says something that his market really um, was was low. You know, and, and I know we've talked about it before. I have a few friends that are Tatum collectors because, you know, I live in New England. So, of course, Boston fans and stuff. And uh, and there are some Luca cards that are same exact as as Tatum. And uh, Luca's like 10x mm. Tatum. It's insane, you know. So I think, yeah, I think maybe you have another year or so to to jump in that Tatum mix but at the same time his prices I feel like will end up falling if he doesn't win in the next couple of years yeah 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 at least for a little bit or it may soften a little bit and I think the Luca piece of this is also so interesting because his as his market is trading at such a high like let's call it a potential factor you know like uh just that that difference between what he's actually achieved and where's cards are trading at like whatever that multiple is his yeah. is feels so high and so i also wonder how long that window is and how much that shrinks over time does it ever get smart to buy luca i don't know like i don't know Listen, don't get me wrong <laughs> i i i am keeping my eyes open i think for a steal when it comes to luca right i i owned one really nice luca card and i owned it for about three hours and i sold it at a show that was for that during that john morant national treasure rpa that i sold part of that package was a luca noir rpa i think it was a bgs9 i had that for about three hours and then i sold it and i actually sold it um i i, I mistook what the comp was on it i think if you remember me saying that i mistook what the comp was and i sold it for like 3k under comps and the kid's like listen i'll be back give me tw i live 20 minutes away i need to go home and get cash i'm like this kid ain't coming back he came back and that's because the next day i realized holy crap there was so <laughs> much going on at that show i sold it for 3k under comps um but in terms of Giannis, man like yeah dude how, how could you not buy Giannis like so I went to a card show over the weekend in Plainville Connecticut and um I just went there as a buyer uh Ken sports card lessons podcast him and I we got together drove over to the show um and you know I I had a couple pickups I actually picked up this Giannis impeccable auto with a jersey relic and it is uh game worn game worn on card auto out of 25 so I was really happy with that. I actually, so the deal that I made for this was I had a, a raw in a one touch. I had a second year, Justin Herbert sticker auto card, mm. second year, Justin Herbert sticker auto, but it was only out of two. It was two out of two, but it wasn't a super high end card. It was like rookies and stars or something like that. So I did a straight up trade and then I put $200 cash on top of it and got this this is a 2018 Giannis and then real quick um did you see the post that I had last week about uh or earlier this week about the set that I picked up the yeah sport? yeah, yeah so, I did I remember I DM'd you I was like oh that's sick because I just sold my score my Jordan scoring king. you just sold a Jordan scoring king what grade was that PSA 9 oh that's beautiful man that's it was beautiful nice. I, 
Yeah, I sold it. <laughs> so, dude, beautiful. So I had never owned a Jordan scoring king before. And I think it kind of becomes one of these things, right? Where it's like, that's one of the most iconic cards from the 90s. Like, you know, the Jordan scoring kings card. And it's like, if you've never owned it, you kind of... I'll speak for myself. I'll use I statements. I kind of always felt like I was missing out a little bit, you know? So I'm looking on Instagram earlier this week and, you know, just, and let's, I'm, let's clarify or something really quickly. So for people who are listening and don't know what card we're talking about, look it up, pause it right now. Cause it's a great looking card. I honestly, I, I want you to go take a look at it. It's the 1992, uh, no, 93, 94, 93, 94, uh, scoring kings flare ultra michael jordan scoring kings look it up great card uh keep going absolutely man so so i'm going through and and i've i've talked about this before for me i feel like all the deals all the deals for me happen on instagram in the dms but they start they start from the instagram stories so i am constantly flipping through instagram stories Right. And, and if I see, and I just love looking at cards, that's just what it comes down to when people post their pickups, when they post what they're selling, when they post what they're buying, when they post mail days, I just love looking at that stuff, man. I'm just a fan of the cardboard, you know? So, so this guy, I know Harvey, um, shout out, uh, on Instagram, he is, uh, Moki, Moki cards, M O C C I Moki cards. And, um, and I've met him a couple times in person, good dude. And, um, and I saw that he was selling this set. I immediately slid into his DMs and we made a deal. So I got the complete scoring king set completely graded by Beckett. Every single grade is either 8.5 or 9. And don't get me wrong, would I want all PSA 10s or all BGS 95s? Yes, I would. But then a complete set would have likely been out of my range at the time, you know? So, but so if you're watching on camera i will show you real quick so there's the jordan there's the shack don't mind me <laughs> there's the charles barkley the patrick ewing the larry johnson the mailman carl malone joey d joe dumars the admiral your guy david robinson navy veteran alonzo morning and the human highlight reel dominique wilkins so to have that set let me tell you something man when i posted that on instagram i got more shares of people just sharing the picture then I think I got more shares of that than I got of the LeBron ultimate collection pickup. People just love sets. And, and I do too, man. How could you not Right, like a complete set, but iconic insert set like that. So the insert of all inserts, what a sick pickup. The scoring Kings is one of my favorite cards out there. Cause it's just such a cool looking card and it's got such a place in the insert history. Um, Cool pickup. That's Thank that's you. one of the cool. I, I will agree. That's one of the coolest pickups you've had on this since we started the show. Thank you, man. Scoring Kings complete set, yeah, all great. graded Beckett. And these Beckett slabs, with the exception of that slack, that shack that just fell, all these Beckett slabs, they look like they were literally just graded yesterday. These things are, these slabs are pristine. I need to get them in uh, 
and plastics immediately. God, so, you make me you make me sad that I just sold mine. I I it is one of those cards though that I'm happy to have owned at one point. I actually picked it up at the last year's national. So I've I've had it for almost a year at this point. Oh my god. Uh, so last year's national in Rosemont, Illinois. You remember what you paid for that? Can I guess? Yes, I do know what I paid for it. Can I guess you paid 3k? Nope. I paid 1800 for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a little undervalued. Like I saw the PSA 10 go up in price. The PSA 9 was still super cheap compared to the PSA 10 price at the time. Uh, and so cool card. I was like, okay, that's in my range. Uh, and under two felt good. And uh, yeah. Iconic. Iconic, man. Yep. Um, but yeah, so so I guess this kind of goes into what our topic is, right? With like with with just kind of hobby talk in general, because I think when I don't know about you, but on a daily basis, and I, I'm I kid you not, on a daily basis, I am I start my morning, my commute to work every day, I'm consuming content. So <laughs> Every morning, the ride to work. I know you listen to like positive speech affirmations and like <laughs> you, you are a good person, you know, things like that. But me, I'm listening to content. I'm listening to content. And, um, you know, at any given time, I have probably about five podcasts that I follow. And then like every month or so, usually one gets bumped and, and kind of, you know, so. But yeah, I'm, I'm listening to content every day. Um, so that's how I start my days. And then usually I'm just on IG um, constantly. And, yeah. and so so what about you? When it comes to the hobby, when it comes to the hobby, how is it that you get your fix? Yeah. Um, so for me, when I uh, wake up, the first thing I do is I go poop. And while I'm on the toilet, I look at card ladder. <laughs> so card ladder, I start checking just to see what's some interesting sales, what's been what's been selling from the day before. Um, and then throughout the day, it's just a constant IG thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just the stories, by the way, are such a great place to like find cool stuff and people are moving. Uh, so people are always moving that that their stuff off of Instagram stories. I do think that's one of the best places to buy and sell cards is your Instagram stories. Instagram is tough though, because it takes a lot of effort to grow. Like you can, you should follow a lot of people, but to grow your own is always a little bit tough. Instagram has gotten really tough to do that. Uh, but um, it's such a great place for Instagram stories. So I, I highly recommend just like looking up Instagram people and, and finding the big ones that are out there and as many accounts as you can basically look at their profile, what their type of things that they're posting and then follow them because their Instagram stories, especially if they're buying and selling great place to buy uh, and sell cards. And then I, you know, like I love the DMS. I usually have at least like a couple after the episode drops uh, of people reaching out and just like talking about cards a little bit. And that's always, uh, that's always fun. That's, that's a, a great place where I uh, get my fix. Uh, and then also, Next Monday, I'm going to be going to a trade night here in San Antonio, which I'm excited about. Ooh. Trying to get back out there a little bit. Uh, Love it. So, so shout I'm, shout out the trade night. Shout out where you're going and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go. My So this is also one of the reasons I love the show because <clears throat> I put out there one of the shows that like I don't know that many people that collect cards in San Antonio as much. And I want to go to some more stuff, but just things have been in the way a little bit. Uh, but as time kind of opens up, I, uh, my, a, a person reached out. I want to shout them out and shout out the actual, uh, trade night. Let me find it real quick. Okay. But 
I am. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. David, uh, it's uh, David with Sports X Gaming. Thanks, man. Appreciate the help. His favorite local uh, LCS here in San Antonio is Boomtown Sports Cards. Um, I've actually not been to Boomtown, so I'm I'm excited to go to Boomtown. It's going to be my first time at that sports card show or at that shop. How and, far do you uh, live from it? How far of a drive is it? I live so centrally located that I don't think Boomtown, and I have not looked it up. Let's see. 21 minutes away. Not bad. Okay. So now I'm, let me let me ask you. So, like me here in Connecticut, if something is Usually, if it's 21 minutes away, that usually means it's like 15 to 20 miles. So for you, are are you, is your area kind of like it's 21 minutes, but it's only four miles away? It's eight miles away. Okay. So yeah, you're, it basically has you going 30 miles per hour. Uh, is that how the, no, it's 21 minutes. I, I can go. 70 down most of these highways it's actually longer right now because we're in traffic this is not gotcha. a conversation the point is uh boomtown sports car- cards monday night is having a trade night that i'm attending with a friend and it's can we talk be- more about the traffic though no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> so how often do they have trade nights like do they have I it regularly I, i'm gonna learn i think they do it monthly oh man listen you need to come back with the details so it's monday night Next From Monday night, so I'm ass- so I'm assuming we'll be recording Tuesday, uh, which is you know we've kind of alternated the days we record Monday or Tuesday. But so listen, one of the most important things that I've done since getting back into this hobby is I started going to trade nights. You know, I started going to trade nights and um, started going to the local LCS, and even if I wasn't going there and purchasing single cards or boxes of cards i would go there just to buy some supplies and just to say hello you know because um usually i think in today's market right and i don't even mean today's market just today's hobby in general um usually i'm probably not going to walk into a local card shop and find the card i'm looking for right it's like we're very we have very specific tastes now and we have the world of cards at our fingertips um but just to be able to go in there and whether you know if you buy into breaks maybe support them by buying into some of their breaks going there buying supplies and who knows maybe they do have singles that you like you know and and the good thing about good card shops their inventory is constantly changing because people are constantly going in there and selling them their collections. So I'm excited. I'm excited. This is one of those things where we've recorded the show, uh, a, you know, once a week now for a while. And so, uh, it's something that I definitely still love to do. And I'm excited to go to the, I think that's going to, I think that's going to help, uh, bring out the the fire that, that that's there, you know? So I, I'm excited trying to get i'm still trying to 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 make that stuff happen a little bit more often so yeah yeah and so yeah i think so going back to you know what the conversation was for me you know i have really probably one or two guys who i talk to on the phone on a daily basis that's completely centered around cards but for me instagram truly is my place where i am constantly just entrenched in cards. So between listening to content creators and listening to podcasts and absorbing content, being on Instagram and 
either setting up at shows or going to shows to me that's been probably the lifeline of the hobby for me for the last good six months or a year and i and i do really believe like as time moves on i i feel sometimes that like going to some of this stuff whether it's shows or your card shops there's like this pressure to buy and spend money i think there's this aura around cards now that it's like really expensive and it's not really an accessible hobby as much as it was uh prior to two years ago or three years ago um but i do think I know local card shop owners will say this too. Like they want to build a community of people who just like, like to do this and like to hang out and talk sports. Again, sports cards are all of our conduits to just talking sports. Uh, So we're just sports fans that have found a way, the way sports gamblers will talk about gambling bets. You know, it's, it's, it's just our way of engaging with the actual sports community and it's always fun. And so uh, the point of this, I think conversation is like, I know I, and this is mostly just talking to myself is like, go do more. <laughs> just if you, if you want to test out whether you really like the hobby and if you continue to want to be in it and stuff and do it, like, I think it's important to be present and physically present. Like you do a great job of this. And I'm always very envious of the fact that you're like physically around a lot of other sports card collectors. And so there's always that conversation. The The hobby always feels alive to you. Whereas for me, if my conversation kind of falls off with the people that I was doing some of the hobby stuff with that have now, maybe their interest has waned a little bit because that's happened across the board, you know, a little bit is that the people you came in with, maybe they're on, they're not all the same people, especially if you found the hobby like I did in the last two or three years, a lot of those people are not the same people that are still around. You know, a lot of those people have kind of fallen off a little bit. Uh, And so I know I'm always envious of the fact that you're actually having a lot of great sports card conversations, you know? Yeah, no. And and listen, man, very well said. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you are tired of the kind of shape that you're in, move a muscle, change a thought, get up and go to the gym, get up and go for a walk. And if you're looking at it like, you know what? I'm not feeling as involved as I was in the hobby a year ago. Um, the, you know, the, maybe the Facebook groups aren't on, on fire as much you know i don't have that same passion it's kind of slowed down it feels like well get up go to a card show get up and go to a trade night you know what i mean Uh, definitely go go places where you know there are going to be people there because if you walk into a card shop on a random tuesday afternoon chances are no one will be there except for the owner right but if you want to go somewhere where where things are happening trade nights absolutely man pack up pack up your zion case or whatever it is that you have bring your cards because here's the thing even if you don't end up making any deals i mean chances it's almost impossible to not make deals when you go to a trade night but but people just like looking at other people's cards and and it's fun having people look at my cards even though sometimes i feel like they're judging me based on my cards right it's almost like but because but all i need to remember is I know I'm not going to have the best cards in the room. As long as I can get past that fact, then I can just have fun. Yeah. And the truth is nobody's really judging you by your cards because everyone's no. having the exact same thought as you are, which is, is everyone else judging me for my cards? So yeah. nobody's actually busy judging you. They're all worried about whether or not people are judging them. Uh, and so you could just forget about it all. Uh, it's kind of nice. And so, I, again, this is me coaching myself. Like, I need to get out there and just, you're right, I want to do a little bit more. And so I'm I'm excited uh, to go do that. So I was excited to have this conversation because I'm like re-engaging in a way that I haven't really engaged uh, with the hobby in a, in a while. 
Um, and I will say going to the card shows is what made me really enjoy cards. It was being around the energy, uh, being around people who actually like doing it. All of this stuff is just to like meet people and be a little bit more social at a time where it's, uh, it's, it's, that's what's, that's where the joy I feel like of, of, of our life comes from. And so I'm a big proponent of hobbies in general. Like I love hobbies now. Cause I found two over the last couple of years that I'm, that like literally keep me sane at times, you know, so Card, not, cards and pickleball cards and pickleball. Like I've met so many cool people and I've, and I've had time outside of my like personal life and my family and the people who know me most and interact with me a lot. I get to just like be, I just get to go to pickleball three times a week or two times a week. And it's awesome. Like these, it's just, it's an entirely different refresh of uh, a different type of refresh, you know? So, yeah, definitely, man. And, and, you know, I, for me, for self care, we need hobbies. We need things that we can do. And don't get me wrong. It's great to have, you know, have hobbies that like our partner or our spouse are involved in. Right. But I think that we also need to sometimes be able to cut the cord a little bit from our partner and be able to go out for the day or go out for half a day. Um, you know, it's cool when we all have our own friends, all the same friends, but it's cool to also have something that's like just ours. Agreed. Um, awesome. Well, uh, wh however you engage, always know that uh, Rob and I are here and our DMS are open. So if you want to have a fun sports card conversation, always feel free to DM and, 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 and just, you know, talk to us. Uh, I think we're pretty both easy people to like connect with and talk to. Uh, so we appreciate y'all out there. Thanks for listening to the show today. Uh, again, follow us on Instagram at the slab talk at sports card therapist, uh, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave a rating and a review. I can't stress that enough. That helps us so much in growing the pod. And we, we would love to continue doing this thing and grow it more and more. So thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Have a good day.